how's everybody doing friday november 19th at 2021 it's 10 47 p.m on the west coast in california los angeles county San Jose, California is reporting the federal government stopped providing special unemployment benefits to gig workers, independent contractors, and the self-employed two months ago. Those special benefits were meant to throw a lifeline to those who lost their income income due to the pandemic but didn't qualify for traditional unemployment benefits Now, nearly two years later, the EDD is suddenly requiring these workers to prove they really were eligible for those benefits or they have to pay them all back. This is coming as a shock just as folks are getting back on their feet as the holidays approach. Nearly one million Californians are receiving these threatening, threatening notices. EDD, Employment Development Department, saying it's a federal rule. They must they were really self-employed or pay back the money that helped them get through the pandemic, possibly with a 30% penalty. They area mom waits six months to get EDD benefits thousands more in same situation back to the first story quote whether you're in the gig economy whether you're an independent contractor, everyone 
who is out of work is eligible for unemployment insurance, end quote, said Representative Jackie Spear. In March of 2020, and as a um, sidebar, I'll open a parenthesis and say, I read briefly that Jackie Spear is retiring from Congress. Back to the article. Those reassuring words from federal lawmakers announced pandemic relief for all as COVID-19 swept the nation, shutting the economy, throwing millions out of work. The government would pay pandemic benefits even to the self-employed, like Uber drivers, beauticians, and store owners forced to close shop. Quote, the fact that we got anything I felt like was really great, said hairstylist Heather Mendoza of San Jose. Quote, we lost a lot. Some people are still suffering. That money helped all of us sort of stay afloat. Close quote. Quote, it was really, really tough for us to survive. Pay rent, pay bills, echoed Einstein Paredes, Paredes, a salon owner in San Francisco. Quote, it was great to how the government helped us out. Close quote. Both had to stop working in the pandemic and received unemployment benefits from the EDD. Now, nearly two years later, the EDD is requiring them to prove they deserved it. The EDD sent each of them a startling text message. The message read, quote, EDD alert. Federal rules require you to prove documents or risk repaying benefits. Log in to upload the required documents. 
end quote. Quote, at first it was really intimidating. I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I have to do now? Mendoza said, it's a pull and tug sort of thing, you know? Like you're giving me money, but now you don't think I deserve the money. Close quote. At first, Paredes didn't believe it was real. Quote, I thought it was a fishing scam. He said, thousands more got the same notice in an email that read, in part, quote, if you do not provide the required documents, you may have to repay benefits. And we will add a 30% penalty if you intentionally gave false information. Close quote. Quote, I don't understand why a year later you're asking me for this information, you know? And they don't even give you an explanation what's going on, said Paredes. It's just, you know, really nerve-wracking to sit on pins and needles a year and a half later wondering if you're going to have to pay that back in quote Mendoza said the EDD awarded unemployment benefits to nearly 3 million self-employed Californians since April 2020 about 2 million have already submitted documents such as tax returns that show they were self-employed. Employed. However, the EDD says nearly 1 million only signed their claims under penalty of perjury or lack of enough documents. December Congress extended the pandemic benefits but required proof of eligibility. That was to stop rampant fraud, scammers, fabricating stories to collect benefits. Now, 
the EDD is backtracking to get all required paperwork, quote, sucks for us because we have to go through the extra legwork and prove that we needed it, said Mendoza. So we're backtracking, you know, we're backpedaling exactly. The stress of the government wanting their money back, said Paredes. Folks are asking why EDD didn't require everyone to supply documents in the first place instead of giving out money and asking for proof nearly two years later. EDD says it just wanted to get payments out faster. For a list of documents you can use to prove you are eligible for the benefits you received as a freelancer or gig worker Documents tab ACCEPTABLE Acceptable Documents D O C U M E N T S tab ABC seven News Reporting Channel ABC Seven breaking news online abc seven dot com. Thank you for listening.
Welcome back. We're excited to kick off the second half of our demo day. First up, we have MindRight Health based out of Newark, New Jersey. And for those wanting to know more, MindRight Health provides culturally responsive mental health coaching over text messages to communities of color and low-income families. Hi, my name is Ashley Edwards, and I am the founder and CEO of MindRight Health. MindRight was built out of a deep understanding of how systemic injustice impacts the mental health outcomes of underserved communities. We do this work because we're aware that we are currently living in a mental health crisis. This is not just because of the pandemic. Even before COVID-19, suicide rates and drug overdoses were higher than ever, which has caused the largest drop in American life expectancy in the past hundred years. And even though trauma disproportionately impacts underserved communities, we see that these communities are less likely to seek mental health care due to stigma. And when they do seek treatment, they're more likely to receive poor quality care. This inequity has only been exacerbated during COVID-19. This comes at a huge cost to healthcare payers. There's four times higher Medicaid spending on mental health and over 45 billion lost annually in work productivity due to anxiety and depression. This market not only has the highest need, but the greatest opportunity. The market for mental health technologies is projected to reach 4 billion by 2025. And the majority of self-insured employers plan to offer telehealth as a covered benefit. At MindRight, we see where the market is going and we are a part of the opportunity for payers to invest in. So given the urgency in the market, we asked ourselves, how can we reimagine mental health care to meet the untapped market needs of a rapidly diversifying country. We prioritize designing a solution for the most marginalized communities, which uniquely enables us to create a product that can transform access to care for everyone. That's why we created MindRight. We know that younger generations live on their phones, so we're meeting people where they are. We provide culturally responsive mental health coaching over text message. Our service is non-clinical and provides unparalleled access to support by offering our coaching seven days a week, 365 days a year. Here's how it works. To sign up, all one of our members has to do is text us. There's no app. Once they sign up, they pick a time where they like to speak with their coaches every day. Every day, we're proactively checking in with members on good days and bad to provide strategies to overcome challenges. And all of our coaching conversations are supervised by licensed clinicians who provide guidance and support if there are ever any escalated or crisis situations. Our partners receive access to our real-time aggregated data on conversation insights via our dashboard so that they can identify trends in member well-being over time. With Google support, we're applying NLP on our text data sets to scale our human-driven service and eventually create predictive algorithms so that we can prevent mental health crises in our communities. And so far, we've seen strong engagement from our users. Each month, we're receiving roughly 13,000 incoming text messages for every 100 users, and we're retaining users for over eight months on average of our daily texting service. For our go-to-market, we're targeting healthcare payers, from Medicaid MCOs to self-insured corporations, and we already have some traction. Within months of launching our company last summer, we secured a pilot partnership with AmeriHealth, the largest Medicaid plan in Washington, D.C., to provide MindRight as a preventative behavioral health support for their members, 
at monthly subscription pricing of $60 per active member per month. Given the success of that pilot, AmeriHealth has expressed interest in expanding this partnership to other states. Through one potential Medicaid expansion alone, we can expect to reach over 120K in monthly recurring revenue in the next several months. We know we have the right team to do this job. We have combined expertise in clinical social work, healthcare, data science, and we've been recognized by Forbes during year under 30. We're also advised by Dr. Ostrowski, the former Chief Medical Officer of U.S. Medicaid. We're really excited to share that we recently closed our oversubscribed million-dollar pre-seed round. Forbes announced this past month that this raise makes me the first Black woman to raise over $1 million in VC venture capital in the state of New Jersey, and one of only 35 who have ever done so in the U.S. As we continue to drive our growth, we welcome connections with investors to stay updated on our work until our next raise. We're also looking for introductions to payers and school districts, as well as technical advisors with experience in NLP and DevOps. In closing, one of our members told us, I used to fear that I would be lonely, but now with Mindrite, I have this backup and I no longer have to fear being alone. We do this work so that more people feel less alone. We invite you to join us. Thank you. Congratulations to Ashley and the MindRight Health team. Question from the audience for you. Who exactly are your coaches and how do you ensure quality and trust between your coaches and your customers? So for our coaches, we pull from two main groups. The first group are social workers. We have partnerships with schools of social work where we have social workers and graduate degree programs who coach with us in exchange for credit to get their social work degrees. And then we also recruit community coaches, those who live in the neighborhoods and communities that we serve who have shared lived experiences as our members. All of our coaches, whether they're social workers or community coaches, they're all supervised by licensed clinicians when they're coaching and they all go through our intensive coach training process. And our coach training process includes background checks, vetting, role plays, etc. And if there's ever any issues or escalations with members in crisis, that is when our licensed clinicians take over the conversations from our coaches and ensure that members connected to needed um, referrals or resources. It was a wonderful presentation by the MindRight Health team. Shifting gears, we have Shearshare up next based out of McKinney, Texas. Shearshare is the first mobile marketplace for stylists to manage and grow their small businesses on their terms starting with a space to work. Traditional salons and barbershops were already moving towards disruption before COVID-19. Today, four out of five have empty space that goes unused. I know, because my co-founder and I are former salon owners, and this was a problem we were just trying to solve for ourselves. Hi, my name is Courtney Caldwell, and together with my co-founder, Dr. Ty, we're the creators of Shearshare. Shearshare is the first B2B mobile app that connects salon and barbershop owners to individual stylists to fill their empty salon space by the day. Salon and barbershop owners get brand new revenue from an underused asset, and stylists get the freedom and flexibility of accessing affordable, professional space to work when and where they need it. Back in 2012, we expanded our salon and found that stylists weren't looking to rent our space long term. Instead, we started to receive phone calls from stylists wanting to rent our suites by the day. Now, why this is so very odd is because since 1916, the way that stylists find professional space to work hasn't changed. You cold call until you find a home salon, 
sign a long-term contract, and then work out of that same chair for one, five, 10 years or more. But we decided to give it a try and soon found ourselves manually matching stylists to empty salon space for three years before we looked for a solution, couldn't find one, and decided to build out the technology ourselves. Here's how it works. You type in a city and hit go. You select your day or days of the week you'd like to work, license specialty, workspace type, and a whole host of amenities like free Wi-Fi and parking, cable TV, wheelchair accessibility, the list goes on. Once you find a match, you simply type in your credit card information and literally book salon space to work like you book a hotel room. It's that easy. During Google for Startups, we've worked with an augmented team to uncover that price sensitivity is paramount, regardless of location, regardless of pandemic. In fact, 70% of share sharers say that price is a key factor in decision-making with 50% ranking price as very important. After a test in our top three markets, we realized that in some cases, there was a 31% price difference between what stylists expected to pay versus how a host priced their listing. So to help both sides of the marketplace maximize their earnings potential, we built out dynamic pricing. And as you saw in the video, Shearshare Share is not just for hairstylists and barbers. Every licensed specialty within cosmetology finds space to work on the Shearshare Share app. Nail technicians, makeup artists, estheticians, massage therapists. And today, Shearshare is the largest provider of on-demand salon and barbershop space rentals, with more than $47 million in assets under management. We also have the most affordable leases in the market, but this is just the beginning. There's a seismic shift happening in our industry. The good news is that Shearshare is already ahead of the revolution. More stylists are choosing to become independent contractors, 70% in fact. Stylists are increasingly becoming location agnostic, choosing to build their personal brands on Instagram and YouTube. They want to get closer to their clientele and manage their own book of business, but without being tied down to a long-term lease contract. More importantly, no matter how independent the stylist, they will tell you that the salon is where they do their best work because the salon is where they were classically trained. In the same way that Uber and Lyft first served as the intermediary between the driver and passenger, and today are completely revolutionizing an entire transportation and logistics industry, Shearshare will be that for beauty. We launched our public beta in September 2017, and since then have been growing 15% month over month. Hosts and stylists love us once they find us. That's because we're helping to keep their small businesses open. Empty salon chairs represent over $16 billion a year in opportunity revenue every single year. The average price on the ShareShare app is $89 a day. And because we take a 25% commission on each ShareShare booking, our total estimated revenue over the next three years is north of $260 million. My co-founder has 26 years in beauty earned his doctorate degree in professional barbering and cosmetology, and is a number one best-selling author on how to achieve long-term success in the beauty and style industry. My background is 21 years in B2B technology marketing. I used to run Oracle's digital strategy and innovations group worldwide and had P&L across five continents. Shearshare, our app is the first of its kind that lets stylists rent space to work by the day in cities all over the world. More importantly, we're the greatest engine of jobs and wealth creation for beauty and barbering professionals. We're growing 15% month over month, 65% of users rebook, and our strategic partnerships will help us define the future of work.
for the salon industry worldwide. Thank you. Here at Google, we're excited for the work that you all are doing at Shearshare. Question for you, how has COVID-19 impacted your business? Yes, well, you know, COVID-19 hit everybody pretty hard, right? Um, in our instance, revenues did go to zero, but because beauty and barbering has fed our family for 30 years now, we remember what it was like to be in the industry and going through Y2K and Ebola and the 2007, 2008 recession. And so we knew it was just a matter of time before things started to spin back up. Um, instead of looking inwardly and telling ourselves, oh, woe is me, the sky is falling, we instead turned our sights outwards and just started asking our community of stylists and salon and barbershop owners, how can we be the most helpful to you right now in this, in this moment? And they said, well, hey, you know, I keep hearing about this thing called PPP and EIDL. Um, and so we started to help them transition portions of their business to an e-commerce model. We actually opened up a virtual beauty supply store on the app, whereby if a stylist has an independent product that's pretty popular and they can't you know, go into a Walmart or Target and get shelf space from day one, they can put that on the ShareShare platform and have access to the tens of thousands of stylists who use the app on a daily basis. Um, in addition to that, we created more than 100 pieces of business content to help industry professionals grow and manage their businesses, but from behind the chair. Uh, in addition to that, uh, PPP and EIDL, I'm so very proud to say that we helped more than 125 stylists and salon and barbershop owners who had originally been denied PPP actually get approved for it. Thank you, Shershare. Up next, we have TQ Intelligence out of Atlanta, Georgia. TQ Intelligence uses voice recognition technology and artificial intelligence to measure toxic stress and transform trauma care. Our salon had been open for a decade and a half. Stylists and barbers were no longer wanting to sign long-term contracts. They wanted to be their own bosses. What that looked like to us was, was empty chairs. Salon owners around the country, around the world actually, have that same issue. We're not able to keep our small business open. That's how Shearshare was born. The first mobile app that connects salon and barbershop owners to individual stylists to fill their empty salon space by the day. We knew that we weren't the typical startup founder. Going into investors' offices, I'm not a white man. <laughs> we don't live in the valley. We are definitely proud Texas, Lone Star all the way. Google for Startups took us to the next level. They get you to the right people at the right time. Because of Google Demo Day, we received $500,000 in capital. Somebody sees what we're trying to do. Validation. And they, yeah, it's the validation that comes with that. Now we're in over 460 cities and 11 countries. We were just trying to fill an empty chair in our own salon. To think of a problem you're solving for yourself and then you're helping other small business owners doesn't get any better than that. Hi guys, it's 11.56 p.m. Saturday, November 13th, 2021. There's a post here from a Facebook group, the best status messages. That's what they're called, the best status, S-T-A-T-U-S, status messages, quote, first rule of mental health 
learn to distinguish who deserves an explanation, who deserves only one answer, and who deserves absolutely nothing. Kaiser Permanente over alleged Medicare fraud has to do with doctors being pressured to list incorrect diagnoses on medical records in order to receive higher reimbursements. Several whistleblowers came forward course, Kaiser denies any wrongdoing and basically says that there's just a communication error, but it could result in Kaiser paying millions to the U.S. government. So if, if you or anyone you know deals with Kaiser Permanente in California, Colorado. You might want to take a look at APnews.com for July 30th, 2021. The title is U.S. Sues Kaiser Permanente over alleged Medicare fraud. most merciful Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Fairly we have granted 
thee a manifest victory that Allah may forgive thee thy faults of the past and those to follow fulfill his favor to thee and guide thee on the straight way and that Allah may help thee with powerful help it is he who sent down tranquility into the hearts of the believers that they may add faith to their faith for to Allah belong the forces of the heavens and the earth and Allah is full of knowledge and wisdom that he may admit the men and women who believe to gardens beneath which rivers flow to dwell therein for I a Y E I and remove their ills from them and that is in the sight of Allah the highest achievement for man and that he may punish the hypocrites men and women and the polytheists, men and women, who imagine an evil opinion of Allah. On them is a round of evil. The wrath of Allah is on them. He has cursed them and got hell ready for them. And evil is it for a destination. Point 
of the heavens and the earth and as a witness as a bringer of glad tidings and as a warner in order that ye O men Messenger, that ye may assist 
and honor him and celebrate his praises morning and evening. Ten, verily, those who plight their fealty, F-E-A-L-T-Y, their fealty to thee, do no less than plight their fealty to Allah. The hand of Allah is over their hands. Then anyone who violates his oath does so to the harm of his own soul. And anyone who fulfills what he has covenanted with Allah, Allah will soon grant him a great reward. Critical dot under it. Al Fata <laughs> the desert Arabs who lagged behind will say to thee, quote, We were engaged in looking after our flocks and herds. And our families, do thou then ask forgiveness for us? They say with their tongues what is not in their hearts. Say, quote, who then has any power at all? 
to intervene on your behalf with Allah if his will is to give you some loss or to give you some profit but Allah is well acquainted with all that ye do. 12. Quote, Nay, ye thought that the messenger and the believers would never return to their families. This seemed pleasing in your hearts, and ye conceived an evil thought, for ye are a people lost in wickedness. We all agree tonight, all of the speakers have agreed that America has a very serious problem. Not only does America have a very serious problem, but America's problem is We have prepared for those who reject Allah a blazing fire. Fourteen. 
to Allah belongs the dominion of the heavens and the earth. He forgives whom he wills and he punishes whom he wills. But Allah is oft forgiving, most merciful. Allah's decree say not thus will ye follow us Allah has already declared this beforehand then they will say but ye are jealous of us nay but little do they understand such things. Jack is jailed because the best they ever done. There's no one around because in jail you're a number. They never took the time to wonder about you 
with a grievous penalty. No blame is there on the blind, nor is there blame on the lame, nor on one ill. If he joins not the war, but he that obeys Allah and his messenger, Allah will admit him to gardens beneath which rivers flow, and he who turns back, Allah will punish him with a grievous penalty. everybody doing? It's 5.35 p.m. Happy Wellness Wednesday. <coughs> Excuse me. November 10th, 2021. We're almost done with 2021. <coughs> In uh, section 3, of chapter 47 of Quran, Surah 47, Muhammad, the chapter title is Muhammad, starting with section 3, number t- verse number 20 or ayat number 20, those who believe say, Why is not a surah sent down for us? But when a surah of basic or categorical meaning is revealed and fighting is mentioned therein, thou wilt see those in whose hearts is a disease looking at thee with a Look of one in swoon at the approach of death, but more fitting for them were it to obey and say what is just. And when a a matter is resolved on, it were best for them if they were true to Allah, God. Then is it to be expected of you if ye were put in authority that ye will do mischief in the land and break your ties of kith and kin? Such are the men 
whom Allah, God, has cursed for he has made them deaf and blind, deaf and blinded their sight. Do they not then earnestly seek to understand the Quran or are their hearts locked up by them? Those who turn back as apostates after guidance was clearly shown to them. The evil one has instigated them and buoyed them up with false hopes. This because they said to those who hate what Allah God has revealed, Quote, we will obey you in part of this matter, end quote. But God, Allah knows their inner secrets. But how will it be when their angels take their souls at death and smite their faces and their backs? This because they followed that which called forth the wrath of Allah God. They hated Allah's good pleasure. So he made their deeds of no effect. In section 4. Verse 29 of chapter 47, Surah 47, Muhammad. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Or do those in whose hearts is a disease <coughs> think that Allah will not bring to light all their rancor? Rancor, R-A-N-C-O-U-R, <clears throat> had we so willed, we could have shown them up to thee, and thou shouldest have known them by their marks. But surely thou wilt know them by the tone of their speech, by the tone of their speech, and Allah knows all that ye do, and we shall try you until we test those among you who strive their utmost and persevere in patience and we shall try your reported metal those who reject Allah 
hinder men from the path of Allah and resist the messenger after guidance has been clearly shown to them will not injure Allah in the least, but he will make their deeds of no effect. O ye who believe, obey Allah and obey the messenger and make no vain, make not vain your deeds. Those who reject Allah and hinder men from the path of Allah then die rejecting Allah. Allah will not forgive them. Be not weary and faint-hearted crying for peace when ye should be uppermost for Allah is with you and will never put you in loss for your good deeds. The life of this world is but play and amusement. And if ye believe and guard against evil, he will grant you your recompense and will not ask you to give up your possessions. If he were to ask you for all of them and press you, ye would covetously withhold and he would bring out all your ill feeling. Behold, ye are those invited to spend of your substance in the way of Allah. But among you are some that are niggardly. But any who are niggardly are so at the expense of their own souls. That was 38. But Allah is free of all once. And it is ye that are needy. If ye turn back from the path, he will substitute in your stead another people. Then they would not be like you. It's too much, too much 
in here to try to rush through it. There's footnotes with history and wisdom and more that would take hours to really unpack it. But thank you for your patience in listening. Hi everybody, it's 6.24 p.m. Sunday, and it's already November 7th, 2021, Quran 14 and 7, Bismillah Rahman Rahim. If you are grateful, I will surely increase you in favor. That's what we read in the last segment from Quran, Holy Quran. This is the backstory from Quran, Surah 14, introduction to chapter 14, Ibrahim, Abraham. The special subject matter of this Surah is a continuation of the concluding portion of the last surah which explained how Allah's revelation gains ground in spite of selfish men's opposition (coughs) excuse me (coughs) here illustrations are given from the story of Moses and Abraham and Abraham's prayer for Mecca forms the core of the surah. Revelation leads man from darkness to light. It comes to each nation in its own language and for its own special circumstances. So was it with Moses and other prophets? There was a conflict of evil with good, but evil was destroyed. Parable of the goodly tree 14 and 1 through 27. Why will men not receive Allah's grace? Why will they choose to go astray? 
Abraham prayed to be saved from infidelity himself and his posterity and he prayed for Mecca the city of the new revelation through Arabia good and evil will find their proper retribution and Allah's plan of unity will prevail 14 and 28 through 52 Revelation leads mankind from the depths of darkness into light it comes in every age and nation in its own language so was it before so it is always the prophets were doubted insulted threatened and persecuted but their trust was sure in Allah it is evil that will be wiped out alas truth is a goodly tree firmly established on its roots stretching its branches high and wide and bearing good fruit at all times how's everybody doing right now there's a Forbes article today Monday October the 25th, 2021. Forbes.com. Inside Google billionaire Eric Schmidt's $1 billion moonshot plan to fund the world's most Promising Teens, written by Chase Peterson, Whithorn, Forbes staff. The former Google CEO and his wife, Wendy, announced the winners of their nearly year-long global competition to find and fund teenagers committed to changing the world. It's just the beginning. Arian Sharma is a promising 16-year-old in India. He's already founded a couple small companies, one focused on education and another aimed at helping working class Indians find jobs. But he has bigger ideals for ways to emerge artificial intelligence and medicine the issue it's tough to find support 
when you're a teenager, investors are reluctant to loan to minors, he says. And there aren't a ton of programs that take teens seriously. But all that changed for him one evening this past February. Sharma got a text from a friend about a program that would connect talented youngsters, put them through college, and fund their bold plans to make the world a better place. Quote, My first impression was like, This is exactly what I wanted, he says. He applied within four hours, ultimately developing an app that uses AI and machine learning to scan x-rays for abnormalities. Today, Sharma, who's also working on applying AI, applying AI to physiotherapy, is one of 100 global winners of the RISE program that were announced. Monday morning, it's the flagship initiative of a $1 billion pledge to identify, develop, and support global talent working in service of others made by former Google CEO Eric Schmidt and his wife Wendy, who Forbes estimates have a net worth of $23.1 billion. Quote, both of us have had a hand at some point in our lives somebody believed in us somebody did something to transform our opportunities says Wendy Schmidt we realized talent is distributed everywhere in the world But opportunity absolutely is not. End quote. So they set out to help level the playing field, partnering with the Rhodes Trust 
known for its prestigious Rhodes Scholarship and dozens of other organizations in 2019 to scour the globe to find brilliant young minds ages 15 to 17 and help them along. Turns out there is no shortage of teen talent. Their philanthropic vehicle, Schmidt Futures, got 50,000 applications from around the world, which it then narrowed down to 500 finalists and, after a rigorous interview process, selected 100 winners for the program's first cohort. These teens speak more than 20 languages and come from 42 countries, including Mexico, Kenya, and Afghanistan. They're interested in everything from justice reform to biodiversity. The winners will be getting full-ride college scholarships to any accredited four-year university they choose, plus stipends, mentorship programs, and access to other winners. They'll also get to attend a free three-week summit with their peers scheduled for July in South Africa and will receive laptops or tablets from the Schmitz to help everyone stay connected, exactly how much this will all cost. The Schmitz say they don't really know. The plan is to invest in those wonderkins for the long haul. Rise winners can also apply for graduate scholarships, grants for their nonprofits, and seed money to start social enterprises. Quote, there's a general consensus that great Talent appears by age 16, but not by like 13 or 14. 
close quote, Schmidt says. In some ways, it's the ultimate moonshot bet. Pouring big money into hacking something as fantastical and fleeting as teenagers' dreams of changing the world. But it's one that has the potential to pay off big. Quote, this generation has no real sense of boundaries the way older generations have, says Wendy Schmidt. What's so great about the age group is they don't really know what the edges are. Close quote. The idea for Rise was hatched on a plane ride in early 2019 while Eric Schmidt was chatting from the East Coast to attend a meeting in California for his science accelerator program. Quote, we were asking ourselves one very hard question, recalls Eric Braverman, a McKinsey alum and former Clinton Foundation CEO who now runs Schmidt Fortunes. Quote, if you believe that humanity really can solve the world's hardest problems, then what is it going to take to get more exceptional people with insight to spend their lives doing that and to stay with it? Close quote. They knew they needed to find smart youngsters who weren't on anyone's radar and lower their barriers to entry. Eric Schmidt, a Berkeley computer science PhD, who spent more than a decade at the helm of Google from 2001 through 11, initially wanted to seek out math and science geniuses. Wendy insisted on looking for brilliance and potential in any field. Quote, the science came back that there is a general consensus that great talent appears by 16, but
but not by like 13 or 14, Eric Schmidt says. Plus, at that age, people are still highly impressionable. You have the ability to change their future outcome, to to find these teams they partnered with organizations across the world to help spread the message. The African Leadership Group, for example, sought great young minds in Africa. The Latin Leadership Academy helped source candidates from Latin America. RISE used paper applications for those without internet access. Lydia Ruth Nottingham found out about the program from her Hong Kong boarding school, which is part of the United World Colleges Network, another RISE partner. Quote, it seemed almost too good to be true says Nottingham, a 17-year-old UK native who has been elected five times to the UK Youth Parliament and has been selected for the Harvard Book Prize. Quote, I was sort of looking through, like, what's the catch? Close quote. She was one of thousands of applicants from more than 170 countries who went through the eight-month application process, submitting videos about themselves, peer-reviewing others' submissions, and creating an individual project to showcase their talents and help their communities. Nottingham led a campaign for her school to replace disposable masks with reusable ones and reported the project to rise judges entirely through poetry. One of the 100 winners, she's applying to colleges and is interested in a career in public policy. Seattle High School Junior Adia Bat created a device that can lower clothing racks so people in wheelchairs can reach them. Quote, I've had a lot of support behind me, says Pat, who hopes to go to med school and open a free clinic for the disadvantaged.
Other winners' projects include writing a fictional podcast to educate peers on justice reform, building a hydroponic system for growing fruits and vegetables to address food insecurity, and leading workshops aimed at preventing youth pregnancy in the refugee camp where the applicant lives. I was struck by the diversity of passion, says Eric Schmidt. Teenagers, if they're focused, can really do amazing things. Even those who failed to win the full package of scholarships and mentoring opportunities get to be part of the RISE network. Many of the 50,000 applicants have already taken to group chats to keep in touch, helping each other prepare for their interviews and reading over each other's college essays. During the Taliban takeover of Afghanistan, RISE community members banded together to ask RISE to help members who were stationed in the country at the time get to safety. That's exactly the type of support network the Schmitz are hoping to foster. Quote, RISE is not a program for 100 people. It's a program for the whole network, says Braverman. It's not just a program for young people. It's a program for young people who grow up to spend their lives serving others, end quote. Work has already begun on finding the next batch of young stars for RISE's second cohort. Applications opened Monday for the 2022 group of 15 to 17-year-old. Listen up, everyone. Be on, on high alert. I'll read it again. Get ready for this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Work has already begun on finding the next batch of young stars for RISE's second cohort applications opened Monday. Today is Monday. For the 2022, that's next year, group of 15 
to 17-year-olds. Schmidt Futures also runs a program to support promising young math, science, and tech PhDs funding their one- to two-year postdoc fellowships so long as they study something other than their area of expertise. And the Schmitz are exploring programs to support star tenured faculty members and college students as well. Let's hear that again. Schmidt Futures also runs a program to support promising young math, science, and tech PhDs funding their one to two-year postdoctoral fellowships so long as they study something other than their area of expertise and the Schmitz are exploring programs to support star tenured faculty members and college students as well. In all, Eric and Wendy Schmidt have publicly committed more than $2 billion to charity so far, with more than $600 million already being doled out, according to Forbes estimates. Their Schmidt Family Foundation focuses on sustainability and natural resources and their Schmidt Ocean Institute has funded the construction of Falcor, an ocean research vessel used by academic oceanographers. Meanwhile, work has already begun on finding the next batch of young stars for RISE's second cohort. Applications open Monday for the 2022 group of 15 to 17-year-olds. The group is to keep adding new classes each year and funding their bright idea for years. If all goes well, Schmidt hopes to scale up the program by at least a factor of 10. Quote, if RISE works, why would we stop at 100? Why would we stop at 1,000? Schmidt says, we have the money.
How's everybody doing? Still Monday, October the 25th, 2021. It's 8.11 p.m. in the evening in cold Los Angeles County, Southern California. For the Shakespeare fans, the top 12 Shakespeare quotes. Number one, the fault, dear Brutus, is not in our stars, but in ourselves. Julius Caesar. Number two. To be or not to be, that is the question. Hamlet. Three. The course of true love never did run smooth a midsummer night's dream for if I lose mine honor I lose myself Anthony and Cleopatra All the world's a stage And all the men and women Merely players They have their exits And their entrances And one man in his time Plays many parts as you like it. Six. Now is the winter of our discontent. Richard the Third. Number seven, brevity is the soul of wit. Hamlet. Eight, be not afraid of greatness. Some are born great. Some achieve greatness, and some have greatness thrust upon them. Twelfth Night Number Nine Love All 
trust a few do wrong to none. All's well that ends. Number 10. Good night, good night. Parting is such sweet sorrow. Romeo and Juliet. 11. But I will wear my heart upon my sleeve, Othello. Number 12. There are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio, than are dreamt of in your philosophies, Hamlet. www.writerswrite.co.za Trumping on girls, I guess. Um, despite Trump denying it last week, the British spy is still very confident that there is a P-tape out there with Donald Trump, okay? Uh, the former British intelligence officer, Christopher Steele, I'm going to try to get through this, okay? Uh, sat down with George Stephanopoulos to discuss uh, the controversial findings of his dossier. This was back in 2017, and we are still talking about it today. Listen, here's the thing. I don't know if we will ever find the P-tape, but do you really put it past Trump to pee on somebody? Really? No. I mean, it probably exists, right? If the tape isn't there, he likely still did it, though. Here's some of that interview. And today, do you still believe that that tape exists? I think it probably does, but I wouldn't put 100% certainty on it. So how do you explain if that tape does indeed exist, it hasn't been released? Well, it hasn't needed to be released. Why not? Because I think the Russians felt they'd got pretty good value out of Donald Trump when he was president of the U.S. All right. Michael, what are your thoughts here? Uh, you know, I, I don't really know where to go. Look, I, I, he uh, peed all over the Constitution, which is a lot more <laughs> right. important than what he did in his private life here. I don't. I, and I, the other part of it is, as much as we do know about Donald Trump, seems like it should be enough. And uh, it, whether or not it was, I mean, I'd say that it was because he lost the election in 2020. And that seems to be uh, the result of, uh, I would say, a compendium of these things uh, being brought out. And this is among them. But I, I don't think it's going to change anything, whether it's released or not. Yeah. And that's the thing about the era we're living in. P-tape or no P-tape, it will not change his following. His following will make an excuse for it. His following will say, well, that was before he was anointed to be our Messiah. Whatever they want to say about him. OK, they will continue to follow him and make excuse. What we've seen year after year, Michael, 
we have seen, especially the Christian evangelicals, they have literally transformed their religion in order to fit Donald J. Trump inside of it. Donald Trump went on record and said he has never asked for forgiveness, right? Well, that's that's a hallmark of the Christian faith. Oh, well, maybe he, need, he never needed to. Maybe he never did anything wrong. I, you know, you only ask for forgiveness if you've sinned. Maybe he's never sinned. Well, that would make him your Messiah, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Christian Evangelical. That's what that would make him. But that's the way he has been able to operate in this current political space. And, and, and they got, if I, if I have time for a second here, they got uh, what they wanted. They were able to yeah. use him as a vessel of sorts to get their three Supreme Court justices. Uh, if they bite their tongue, they're very good at it, bite their tongue, vote for this man. They know what's coming back to them for that vote. So I would say as a special interest, they know exactly what they're doing, the Christian evangelicals. And in the case of Donald Trump, it worked very well for them. Yeah, and that's why you have to stop voting personality and vote for the agenda. The agenda is what you're actually trading in. When you send a politician to Washington, you are sending a person who is supposed to trade in for a policy. And that policy should be a policy that creates progress for the community that you love. That's how it works. It's a very transactional game. We want it to be transformational. We would love it to be transformative, but it is not. That's not the game. Now, if you come across some people that are transformative, like AOC and Bernie Sanders and others, great. They are the minority, all right? I started noticing losing my hair.